Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. How does sports by psychology help not only the athlete at the college level, professional level, but also the weekend warrior like myself to keep our minds fit as well as, as our body? In today's episode with Derek and Dr. Tony, Derek Woolers is my professional expert that comes into my office. We talk about exactly the sports psychology of what is the mindset if someone wants to get stronger, build up more endurance, lose weight. How does psychology help them improve? Today we talk about enhancers and blockers, emotional, mind, and also heart, and how it helps you actually help you improve your mindset or can block your mindset from getting that next level of physical health. And also, as we said, can help you mentally get through your challenges to struggles at work, at home, at family, whatever it might be. We also expand too is once you get these down, how do you teach them to somebody? How do you use that experience over time? And again, over time, over years even, to pass that to the next level and pay it forward to the next athlete and next athlete and next athlete. That's the next step for some people. So enjoy the talk, my friends. Enjoy understanding what is the mindset? How do we break down blockers and enhancers that help you psychologically get to the next level of your health, of your mental health, physical health, along with any business or family struggles too? Right? Enjoy talking, my friends. And the show notes has the links to connect with Mr. Derek. If not, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Even though I'm not as, as gorgeous as you, my friend. <laughs> this is my friend Derek, and this is Dr. Tony. Tony has right a show. better hair of hair, a head of hair than myself. Well, he's been on the course, been playing. You know, he's worked with clients. He's I'm in the office with people. I can look like this. He looks like this because he look at this man's shirt like, today. Know, Good lord! Try. I tell you that thing. Look at that thing. thing. Hey, but get back to it because we want to make sure you have some education. We're going to talk today about emotional blockers and enhancers to help you that help you stay healthy and work out and train. And ones that sometimes don't work with you because all of us have that negative Nancy on our shoulder sometimes tells us not to work out. Or think about, okay, maybe I should not do this. Or it might be too heavy for me. Or I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll make it hurt. So those are things that block us from getting healthier, that block us from going to the gym. We want to get those out of here. We're going to explain what they are today with Mr. Derek. He's my expert. At that point, we'll go from there to basically talk about how to stay motivated and how to avoid things that block you from actually working out. All right, so Derek, take it off. I'll be right over here next to cool. you. Anything you need from me, let me know. All right, doctor. All right, got right. it. Well, this hey, closer for you today. Sure. There's is everything okay with the lighting? Is, that, good, a little, yeah. is that a little bright after um, Actually, that? that's going to work good for the camera as long as you're okay with it. Yep, it doesn't bother me. Okay, okay. cool. Good. Can they good. see this more? Okay, they can. I it's can't gonna, see it on camera. It's going to be a little reverse. I'll, we'll explain it afterwards. I'll take a picture and show them afterwards to the picture of that, but oh. it'll be reverse right now because the camera. Okay, guys. Well, yeah. uh, as always, you know, uh, I love being on the show. I'm really thankful that Doc continues to have me on here. Uh, <laughs> my name is Derek Woolers, and I'm the owner of Life Performance Enhancement uh, Consulting. Uh, I help people uh, achieve goals uh, on different platforms, uh, I would say. One is fitness. The other one is sport mm -hmm. performance. Uh, I'm an expert in rehabilitation uh, pertaining to the spine as well as the shoulder joint and any movement that involves rotation thereof. So I do work with a lot of baseball, golfers, uh, tennis players and stuff that, like that, but do a lot of general rehab as well. And then I also help people achieve uh, goals they have for their business as far as consulting like that, uh, younger trainers up and coming, entrepreneur type people and those kind of things. So, uh, And then I also um, am uh, a graduate of um, 
uh, Veritas Evangelical Seminary where I have master's degree in uh, theology. So I help people in spiritual growth as well. So one of the things that we're going to um, talk about today is goal achievement. So last time I was on the show, I spoke about uh, achieving goals and I, and I, and I kind of had some subtitles there. I'm not going to go into detail. Like last time I kind of went on a little bit of a rant there. So if you want to hear about that, go back and watch a, a, a I'll link the it previous video. But today we're going to talk about some things that either block or in, enhance your ability to achieve a goal. And the three, uh, uh, the three topics I'm going to use to discuss that are going to be our emotions, uh, our heart and our mind, okay? Basically, the, the essence of, of who we are as a human being, okay? So, uh, the first thing I want to discuss today are things that are going to hinder your ability uh, reaching uh, a goal, and that is uh, an emotional blocker. I'm going to title that as, okay? Uh, the prime emotional blocker in my uh, 18 years as being a coach when dealing with people, whether it's general fitness people, athlete people, uh, business people, or whatever, uh, or spiritual growth, like I mentioned, is fear, okay? Oftentimes when we set a goal, uh, we do not continue to pursue if we initially made the first step uh, going towards uh, our first idea that was going to lead us in path to our goal uh, is going to be fear. What hinders you is the, usually it's the possibility of failure. And a lot of the times what we need to go through, and my, myself included, uh, having failed n hundreds of times in my life try, trying to achieve goals, okay, especially athletically. You know, I never made it professional in baseball. That was my lifelong dream as a kid, okay? Never did it, right? But I sure learned a lot about discipline, uh, organization, uh, my body, uh, leadership, uh, especially communication for myself uh, in route to attempting to achieve that. And so I'm very thankful for that now, how my path in life was orchestrated, I believe. Those kind of things are serving me well uh, very much now in my career. And so I'm thankful for that. Now, I never would have learned those things if I would have quit pursuing my goal because of fear. Now, when I was younger, I was a pitcher uh, growing up in baseball, primarily. And uh, when I was about between ages, I'd say about you know 12 to 14 years old, uh, I would get afraid of throwing a new pitch, let's say like a changeup. Okay, in a game because I didn't want to throw a ball or bounce it in the dirt because I'd look stupid. Okay, that's what, at least what you're thinking about yourself. When you're okay? a kid, yeah. Yeah, you know, because, you know, everybody's watching you and you're in the game and you're trying to win and do, <laughs> do a good job. You know what, you don't want to, um, you don't want to feel, you know, like in, like, uh, like a failure, right? So, um... I would at times be afraid to do it in the game, and so I wouldn't do it the way the coach taught me. And in the bullpen, you know, where you warm up as a pitcher and practice at practice, uh, I would do it in a different way. That be so my fear hindered my performance. Now, fear is an emotion that is attached to a thought. So the thought of uh, failing, and what really was is is I was performing on the field, you know, in all humility for the praise of other people, as well as myself wanting to just flat out do good because being an athlete, um, you know, you enjoy competition, you know, doc, right? And you want to, you want to beat the other guy's butt and have fun doing it at the same time. But at the same time, you also want other people to think you're really good at what you do. 
Okay, because when you're younger, it makes you cool, right? right? And when you're an adult, it's no different. You want to be richer, sort of something. Because yeah. our culture surrounds walking into a restaurant with fancy clothes and driving up there in a fancy car, you're going to get a lot of praise, and maybe people will wait on you better in the restaurant. Or so just, so <laughs> don't watch me walk in then. Don't watch me right? walk in. Right? You know, and I've had, you know, we all have these thoughts, myself <laughs> included, but I'm just throwing them out there plain as day. Okay, so for myself, my fear hindered my performance. Now, when I began to trust my coach enough and to abandon the fear of failure and recognize that failure is a teaching tool for myself to actually learn to perform the throwing of that pitch better, then immediately I began to play better because I abandoned my fear of failure and poor performance and realize that failure and poor performance are going to actually propel me towards my goal of throwing good change-ups and striking more guys out or getting them to ground out or pop out. That kind of thing, okay? Another emotional blocker, oh, and real quick, let me digress really quick. How that correlates with people, let's say, uh, let's talk about the men. Let's say you're a man and you're, you know, 40 years old or between the ages of 37 and let's say 45. Or let's say all the way from 37 to 55 because that's kind of when really, personally, I believe right about 28 for the males when the body kind of begins to break down in certain ways and your body requires a greater amount of preparation. Would you agree with that, Tony? So that's like warm up. Okay, yeah. you're right about 28 is when that started happening for myself, right? And, I, and the clients I've, I've, I work with, like I mentioned now, I mean, I work with guys, you know, at the major league baseball level. And then, you know, uh, 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 just John, the fitness guy walking in off the street, wanting to maintain being healthy, the whole spectrum. doesn't matter. Okay, I work with Marines. Those, were, those good men are fun uh, to work with. I've never worked with a female Marine, but I hope to do so someday. Hard charging, extremely intense people, right? They will, they will go, you know, the old expression, doc, balls to the wall, right? They don't care about possible pain or injury yeah. because of their training, but they're also, but because of that, they need to realize they're out of that portion of their life and their body is different now. And possibly because of that dedication, I'll call it, some injuries may have come in there. Usually it's scarred tissue. And so the body requires greater preparation. And I, I almost call I call it, they no longer feel invincible. Oh God, that's a great one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I, when I went through that, I would go to the track and work out oh, yeah. with clients. And, you know, when you're 20, when you're in your early 20s, you just start going, right? But, man, as soon as I was late 20s, early 30s, I'd pull a hamstring yeah. if I didn't warm up. No problem, you know? Even being a even being a professional in fitness and stuff like that, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, the body is the body. So the reason I bring up the male and that age demographic is this, okay? Because... Um, where am I going with that? I lost my thought. We're, we're not. We're, we have a bigger ego. Oh. Than, than humility, I think, as, as we go, like, we want to maintain that 20-year-old body, or we, at least we think we do, sure. but we don't have it anymore. Hey, pride will get us all, man. Right, pride, 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 pride. Yeah. all right. So, uh, pertaining to, let's say, those that demographic with the band, they want to maintain a certain amount of muscle mass, or let's say, physical appearance, mm -hmm. or strength, and that kind of thing. Typically, when I deal with those guys, when they come in, they're hurt, but they keep going. Uh, the reason they keep going is because of both of these, okay? One is fear, okay? Now, being a former athlete and working with a lot of athletes, okay, like that, your identity a lot of the times is wrapped up in your physicality because mm -hmm. it dictates kind of where, where your performance dictates a lot. It dictates your scholarship, your, you know, your social life, your playing time, and that has an impact on your emotions because your thoughts begin to change. So, 
when you let the guys in that age group, they don't want to lose their muscular size a lot of the time. So they'll continue to work through injury. Now they keep doing that because they're afraid to lose that because usually their emotional attachment to their physical appearance. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and I can speak on that very comfortably because I was like that. My identity to be completely plain was very much wrapped up in that more so than it, than it should have been at all. And because of my athletic background, that's one of the things that you have to be aware of. I think if you're a parent out there, I have two children. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, and I've coached kids from five years old all the way through high school. Right. Is that you need to be careful of their, their self perception and how sports has an impact on that, as well as the people that you choose to allow influence their mind and, and, and their heart, which we'll get to here, uh, in, in, in regards to their self and how much they base their self-worth on their performance and their physical appearance. Because our culture very much um, puts emphasis on that and in sports as well as in life, it will it, it's, it is important for our health and physical performance in in the general fitness setting, life health, let's categorize that as. And then this box over here, which would be sports, okay? Mm -hmm. yep. It's important, right? Because sports is about performance, you know, because you're in a competition with another, uh, with other human beings, right? So it's cool, it's fun, it's one of the great things about it. It teaches you fortitude and, you know, getting down and just, you know, being strong and enhancing your drive and your uh, uh, perseverance and all these different character qualities that are great for us in life, okay? That's why sports is awesome. But you have to be careful with your mind and 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 your perspective or perception, or if you want to get into, the, you know, uh, psychological vocabulary, your paradigm, okay, your theological vocabulary, your paradigm on your existence within that activity and how that has an impact on your self-worth. So be very careful about that. Having went through that, I had to go through some emotional uh, healing myself at when I was done playing. Having didn't go pro, I felt like I failed in my life. And so that was really, really hard for me to overcome that. You know, thank God that, you know, he kind of orchestrated my life where I uh, got into this profession and, it, and he gave me, he kept my body, and gave me my body, actually let me learn to enhance it. But on the other things of, of side of that, because of that, my mind, it really didn't get healed. So I had to get my mind healed and stop having a fear of not being a baseball player anymore. And also the worry of not being uh, kind of, you know, cool anymore. I'm, I'm, I can, you know, I hope it's not received the wrong way, but now I'm a normal person. I'm not a collegiate athlete or, you know, a starting player anymore. Yeah. I'm not those people anymore. So who am I, right? Mm -hmm. So I got really wrapped in, up into, um, you know, trying to, like a lot of young guys do, women as well, you try to start making a lot of money. You know, how much can I make a lot of money and, you know, really focus on my physicality and go to some crazy level, you know? And so I did pursue those things and in time it became even more detrimental. So I'm very thankful that um, I'm not attached to those things anymore. And I try to talk about that with the kids to the degree that I feel comfortable with the parents um, or, if, you know, that kind of thing. And, and that's kind of a fine line there between coach yeah. and mom and dad. So. And, and one thing I, I'm going to add to you real quick. Is for for us us adults that have careers, right? Sometimes, for example, back in 0809, we had the recession, or I call it the depression. A lot of guys lose their job, mm -hmm. and, and the problem is, when you lose your job, your identity is wrapped up in your work. You're an engineer, or you're a construction guy, and also you can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Then your whole like like he's saying, who are you? What's what is underneath that work environment? What's your work ethic? Can you transfer to and you adapt to a different type of work? 
or job, male or female, and, and, and my example here in my office, females do a better a job adapting to, hey, what else can I do? Versus guys are like, okay, I'm just done. I can't do anything. So a lot of it is having that perception, that adaptation using your skills you've learned as an athlete, the work ethic involved in school, the work ethic involved to get good grades for ones who can use that and, and use that confidence you've had from that to go now and do different something else that is productive, that can help the people around your community and still be and still have that confidence. Yeah, I'm doing something different even though it's not in that field, that sport, that profession. So that's my two cents of, of how to adapt to a different thing when you can't do something that you did before because you now you have life skills you may not even know of because no one told you that before. Mm. So that's great, man. Thanks for sharing yeah. that, Anthony. That that's resonates with myself for sure. Yeah, me too. So appreciate that a lot. So so when you go back, you know what I'm talking about with the guys. Let's say they don't want to take the time to rehabilitate their injury. Let's say you got like an issue with, uh, you know, like your lower back or something very common or the yeah. neck. You know, obviously, Doctor in Cairo deals with that every day. That's okay. what I do. Yep. So you know. Skeleton's out of place, Doc's going to move it back in there with the muscular and, and uh, tissue and, and how the body moves it. You know, that's where I help guys. But a lot of the times where um, they do not want to humble themselves, per se, or be patient. Okay, so not always about humility. Sometimes it is, but patience a lot of times in fixing it is because they're afraid to lose their muscle mass, right? And they're worried about how, what that's going to bring to their love life. I don't know to their to their social life with their buddies. You know all that kind self of self image, self image. That, oh, you know, and the attachment thereof to that that kind of thing. So just a, just an example. If you if you need to get going and get if you're willing to be patient and fix it, okay, and take some time to let that heal and go through a rehabilitation process, you're going to learn more about your body, your physical self, which you obviously enjoy anyway. And once it's repaired, when you go back through the strength building process, you will do it in a more efficient, effective way, and therefore you actually will become stronger the second time huh. around. If you are willing to go through the process. Now, if you continue just to bowl in the china shop and push through it, uh, that kind of mentality, there is a time and a place for that. I'm a firm believer of that, especially yeah. in athletics and in life, 100%. And being in, in the personal training field, it's you you know, I think it's a good tool when people, um, to put it in athlete vernacular, when you want to puss out, okay? You make, you encourage them to not do that, okay? Now, there's other ways you can say you can you could say you know wuss out or but really this it's not true there's no pussing out there's no there's no uh wimp out give up what it is is just a choice that they're making to not progress okay and the progression it comes first in your thoughts okay after your thoughts then you're going to move to your heart okay so let's talk about heart enhancers the mind boom in our heart our heart, the, the mind and the heart, they coexist together, right? You will have emotions inside of your heart based on your thoughts. You can have arousing, let's use like, you know, joy in your heart that will produce a thought. And then it will, emotion, and those two will kind of coexist uh, together right there. In time, time, I'll be able to explain that better, okay? So one of the things that will enhance your heart and in your goal progression, okay, and the coexistence between your mind and it is humility. The more willing that you're going to choose to be to admit what you do, what you where you need enhancement, then you a recognition will come to where improvement can then take place. 
I recommend that you rewind that and listen to that again. Um, and another one is going to be gratefulness. Okay, gratefulness is another. You could you could say thankfulness, but I think there's there's two different things there. Okay, gratefulness is is the acceptance of of the recognition that what you're receiving didn't solely come from your own efforts. This is where collaboration with other people and being humble enough to recognize that you need help. Here's another, uh, I'll throw myself out there in, my, in another mistake I made, okay? When I was younger, uh, being a self-employed, like I think I was uh, 24 when I first tried it and then I went back to work at a clinic and then I became self-employed again at 26, okay? I didn't want anybody to help me do anything. I had clients that were very successful, millionaires in business, okay? And they were like, yo, D, you know, let me help you out and stuff like that. And I didn't want it. The reason I didn't want that is because I wanted control of everything, okay? Uh, okay. I, wanted, I wanted to be in absolute control because I didn't want anybody telling me what to do because your whole life as an athlete and as a, when you're a younger man, your coach or your mommy or daddy tells you what to do and I was done with that. Okay, I did not want that anymore. I wanted to be my own entrepreneurial business owner, and I call the shots. I'll figure it out. Friggin' stupid decision. Okay? <laughs> Don't do that. What you need to do is be humble Don't. enough Don't do this. to ask questions and ask for help. Okay? I wish, man, I mean, I did this interview. Oh, yeah. I did an interview uh, quite a few years ago uh, with a guy. Um, it was he's a really well-known strength coach, and he yeah. interviewed, and we did an interview uh, via uh, whatever, like Zoom, Zoom or yeah, something yeah. from my kitchen. Okay. And uh, this was like, I don't know, maybe six six years ago or something like that. And uh, great guy, great coach. And he asked me, what would, you, what would you do? One thing you could do different, what would you do? And I say, I would ask more questions, right? Yeah. Ask for help, man. Yeah. And be willing to sit down with a guy or, or a woman that has achieved what I want to achieve, albeit they weren't. Uh, athletic person and sometimes as an athlete you get very prideful because you could do things physically with your with your body and use your mind to achieve that that other people can't because their individual makeup is different than yours you think you're a lot better than them and that's a very stupid decision and that's very prideful and I did that and I wish I never did that but because of that decision I greater appreciate being uh, humility now okay mm -hmm. especially as a coach because yeah. you know when you're coaching other kids you know, the, a lot of times those the young kids or, or the or the professional guys, you know, it, what, even like some of these little six-year-old kids or moms and dads, they want me to help them out with their pitching and stuff like that. You know, and I love it, man. I love it. And so, but those little guys, I learn something from those little kids all the time. Every week I learn something new about our nervous system usually because yeah. they're all created a little different. And usually it's in the foot where you have to do a lot of correction, like, you know, little foot exercises and oh, nice. that kind of stuff because their body can't move well because the surface that it's using to move from, the initiation, yeah. it's not stable or okay. strong enough. So it affects the nerve pathways and it screws <laughs> screws with their ability to hit or throw or something. Yeah, we talked so, about the last one, yeah. Yeah, so you got to work on the feet and stuff like that. That, and then that affects the knee and the hip and all that jazz, right, going up the bottom. So, you know, it is a whole thing there, but I think it's neglected often. So I love it. And those little guys, you know, they're they're great. And I ask them questions about themselves, you know, what they feel, because I don't know what they feel, yeah. you know. So, you know, hey, thank God uh, for that. And, and I am grateful for this because... It's because of choosing more of this, which I fail at all the time, every day. But because of that, this enhances. When this enhances, that means that I receive something, new information, uh, because of because of my, oh, here's a good one. I was at the golf range the other day. I love golf. I work with a lot of golfers. 
to help their body. A lot of times they always want to turn more, right? So I'm at the range and I'm whacking the ball and uh, you know, I really wasn't hitting it very, very well for myself that day. I was having uh, kind of a, 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 a hard time uh, getting to the impact zone normally and repeating that. And so my shots were kind of going, uh, you know, in different directions every time <laughs> relatively. And so I had to ask a guy over there, I said, hey, you know what? Um, I'm having trouble, and he had uh, he had real consistent uh, swing uh, shot shapes and stuff like that. And I said, uh, you know what, I'm having some trouble with this. Which for myself, I mean, good lord, you know, I'm a professional yeah. in sport performance. I should know how to do that, right? I, you know what, I didn't know what to do. So I had I yeah. was like, yo, dude, you know, will you come over here and watch me? He was like 19, you know, yeah. a, a 19 year old kid, you know, <laughs> I'm 40, yeah. and I was like, yo, you know, will you please help me? Look at me, and you know, because yeah. as I can see you, and sure enough, it, after one swing, he gave me one cue, and nice. boom, nice. right in a row, right. And I was like, "Yo, dude, you know, come into my studio. I had my studio yeah. at the time, and I'll hook you up and whatever you want to know about golf, strength training, mobility, whatever, yeah. dude." I was I like, "Oh, you come in, man, for two yeah. weeks for free." Come nice. in, you know nice. what? And sure enough, that turned into referrals, and boom, then came a referral stream of clients. So thank God that I was willing to do that, right, yeah. because of my previous failures. Mm -hmm. So I was very grateful for that, and something positive came of it. There's also been times where I've done that, and I got my butt ripped mm -hmm. by an older guy. Okay, like a let's say like a like a sixty late sixties early seventies kind of guy who's played golf for fifty years. He let me have it out there. Okay, one time because I didn't know because he could he was appalled at, at what I was uh, believing to be true about that. Now he and I had different opinions on um, on the movement thing because he his generation is different from mine, being far influenced by science to a greater degree. Yeah. But I was very thankful with how he uh, chose to correct me. So there's just another example, okay? Now, we've talked about our emotions, our heart. Let's go back into the mind and talk about two, uh, talk about two things, blockers. A blocker for yourself right off the bat is if your patience, okay, is not there. Lack of. Lack right. of. Thank you, doctor. I was kind of stuck. Uh, words, lack words. of words there, right? We need more of it. Okay, because your recognition of a within a moment, if you're able to recognize that this is an opportunity for me to increase in my patience, and typically there's a pride thing associated with that as well, a willingness to listen or to wait or just do nothing sometimes, like with your muscles, uh, you can't lift weights. I'm like, yo, dude, you cannot come in here and do these exercises right now. You need to wait and like, let me. But what else can I do, Derek? But what else can I do? Right now, you can't do anything, <laughs> right? Do you imagine being doc, okay? And people want to like um, go, uh, well, you just, you know, go skiing, okay? Because yeah. when skiing comes in, that's when I get a lot of low backs yep. because this and this, and then the friggin' they fall over. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, oh, my low back, right? I need to go see a Cairo, okay, oh, first gosh. thing. But first thing you do is let your inflammation swell down. Then you can see if the skeleton it needs realignment. Mm -hmm. So before that, you need soft tissue examination, right? So they want to go back and, and ski right away. But my past going to be up in three days. <laughs> It, because yes, they're afraid yes, that they're no. not going to be able to go down the mountain as fast as their buddy. You know what? That's all fun. You know, we're all like that. Right? It's fun. It's yeah. fun. But if but you, you can't let it make have a decision like that where, where you choose not to heal yourself. So 
Patience is one thing. In business, mm -hmm. I went through a season where I was pouring every every ounce of extra time I had and, and within my budget money into marketing because I wanted more and more and more. It was real obvious that I was kicking against the goad during that season mm -hmm. because it was more of a season for me where I, when I should have been learning, 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 not acquiring, acquiring, acquiring people, but knowledge. So I, you know, I got to a point where I was like, this is obviously not the time for that. And when I, when I knew that that was, I, I went on longer because the old athlete mentality, you just keep going, right? Stupid. How old right? were you? Uh, during that time, I was 29. Yeah, so the two more life. Sorry, no, 30. Live. I was in my early 30s. That's when I, yeah, yeah that's when, when I really started trying to push it. You know? Two more lifetimes to live, though. We have a long time to go. Yeah, so, you know, there, there's just a couple examples. And when I bring, when people come in and, and like, the, okay, here's one weight loss, right? Women yeah. come in after pregnancy, when they come in and they're like, yo, I my baby's done. I'm, I'm oh. good. Oh, I need to lose it. Back they want to run. Let's go. We're, they want me to run them five miles. And I'm like, do you realize that you, you do you know how bad that would hurt your, you your ankles? You haven't been nine months. Oh, and your back and neck. Do you realize how bad that would be? And when they do that kind of stuff on their own, you, this is what I hear usually. You know, for the last two months, I've been really trying to lose this weight. And it's like I lose a few pounds and then I gain it and I'm just so hurting everywhere. Well, their, mu their musculoskeletal system is totally out of whack and not functioning. Number one, probably. system too. Hormone yeah. Also. Oh, that's really, that's correct. Yeah, so their body isn't moving right. So when they're doing exercises and stuff like that, and they're doing way too much of them, the movements are all messed up. And so, of course, the tendons and muscles, they're going to get irritated. And they're going to inflame and hurt. And when they do that is when you need to stop. But you, they keep going, and it pisses them off even more. So Feed you, the fire, my friend. You, so that's when you got to, that's when you got to, have patience and go through a preparational process. That's why when clients first come in, most of the time I'm like, yo, you should do the foundation one program. It's a 90 day program. Let me analyze you and figure out what all your joints need as far as stability, mobility, flexibility, strength is cool, cardiovascular is cool, but movement quality. So we can get all those. Now in the process, I get nutrition going and weight loss occurs, okay? But it's a preparational phase that will let them boost it higher later. So you have to have the patience in order to get there, and you need. They also need to learn more flat out. But, and go yeah, ahead, Doc. And my rebuttal is, if you're in such a rush, when is the show? Oh. When is your competition? Oh yeah. Well, I don't have one. <laughs> well, then what the heck's the rush? It's the pool at your friend's party yeah. in the summer. You want right? to get that bikini right in the twenties? <laughs> no, it's gonna happen. Just chill, man. It's probably gonna take yes. you know, a couple of years. Wait till next year. It's all good, you know. Yes. Just get yourself healthy, okay? Yes. That's an example. Speaking of, you know, a lot of I've dealt with a lot of pregnant ladies. Okay, so it's all good. Another one is um, that's kind of a combo there. I think yeah, between yeah. blocker and hand. So, so knowledge, you know, and then whenever you want, doc, just you know, make sure you chime in. Yeah. Knowledge, right, in your mind. In order to go forward in your goals, you have to acquire usually upon what you know. Now, what people usually do is they go down paths that they're good at. Mm -hmm. Okay, if the guys, let's say, like your athlete and you're fast. Okay, you like doing things that make you faster, mm -hmm. but a lot of that you believe make you faster or have had make you faster in the past, right? But usually, but what you need to do is find out your hindrances that are not allowing you to move faster, and you need to um, correct those and go through a process of learning what it is you need to do, which is definitely going to involve this, to then go higher mm -hmm. with those. 
Doc, what's an example yeah. you could give for that, like in business? Well, a lot of it is, I think, is when you when you've gone to school. Okay, now you've gone to school. You actually enjoyed, and hopefully didn't. I, for me, I never enjoyed school. It's more like I got to get through school to get to my life. <laughs> but a lot of it is. Then, can you go from knowledge of your knowledge you've absorbed from a book to someone else's knowledge, a mentor, finding someone that has done it already for what you've done? At that point, a coach like Derek. Hey, he's been an athlete. He understands how to train athletes. Understands how to train uh, moms that are now no longer pregnant but now want to get healthy. Um, weekend warriors for one too. He's done this. Find some of the experience. Pick their brain. I like to take the shortcut. I'd rather talk to Derek. Hey, Derek, I have a problem with my shoulder. What do I do for? It? Versus go online and check out all these different things that are out there. Then you're like, okay, now I'm overwhelmed with stuff. Do I go left, right? What do I do? Do I go heavyweight, lightweight, or it is? I'd rather have Derek walk through an assessment. Okay, let's break this down and where am I? I want to do things in a short manner. Having someone like Derek along, along my path allows me to make my, my journey to a better health state better and easier, faster. I don't have to think about it. I'm the guess. There's no guessing involved. When you have the basic knowledge, for example, in your field or expertise, then how do you expand that? With mentors, with coaches for one too, that help you get the next step. That's my two cents mm. of getting there, and then from there going to a point. Okay, now how do I use that that knowledge? And we'll talk about wisdom next. So go through it. Okay, thanks. That's awesome. So wisdom is the application of mm -hmm. knowledge in life circumstances based on. I should say based on, or uh, well, that's fine. Based yeah. on your experience in your life thus far. That's a pretty good little mm -hmm. little definition there yeah. on top of my head. So what does that mean? It means that, generally speaking, okay, I believe that people can acquire wisdom at different uh, seasons, therefore different ages in your life. It, in, uh, I believe 100% that a 12-year-old can teach a 40-year-old something because it happens to me every week. Okay, <laughs> so But generally with wisdom, it, it, you accumulate that through time. Mm -hmm. So you have to be patient enough, continue to learn so that with your wisdom increases. The more, the more you are willing to be um, influenced through your circumstances, let's say, that's, that's kind of how patience can be uh, infused into your life, and that applies to sports or yeah, business anything. or whatever, right? And then the, um, the more knowledge that you choose to accumulate through your own uh, research, uh, a lot of people who um, maybe they like to be in, they feel uh, safer, okay, or not as vulnerable when they're in control of what they, they believe they're in control of their circumstances. They will not ask others to educate them. They'll go on the internet for hours, wake yeah. up early, buy all the books, okay, and I believe you need to do both, but I also believe that, and as a younger coach, uh, as a younger coach, I so I first coached at my alma mater in 2007. And when you go to that level and you go back and you coach, and I coached for the guy that was my coach when I was a player. Wow. You yeah. need to be, you You think you know way more than you do. And when you go back to coach at that level, the first thing you realize is how little you really know about being a coach. And how really, how really you were out there being controlled by your coach in your mind. Okay, coach controls your mind, so you you do what what he knows is best for you as the experienced leader. Yeah. Wisdom, 
Okay, that's what coach. Do, that's what coaches do. You don't learn how to coach as a player. You learn how to coach when you coach, and you learn how to coach from experienced coaches. The old wise dogs, per se, the guys yeah. have been coaching like forty freaking years. Those guys, yeah. those guys know these things. That's why I'm so thankful that I was. I've been blessed, man, with around some great coaches, man. You know, huh. since I was a young kid. You know, guys that. Um, some of them, you know, a lot of people would consider them to be maniacs. Other ones would consider them to be the intellectual type coach. Yeah. I had a couple hybrids. Um, I had coaches. I've had coaches from all from all parts of the country. So mm-hmm. you get the cultural influence there within America. I had a soccer coach as a young kid. He was from Iceland. Okay, totally different culture. Um, so I was, you know, it's just, it's my life has been orchestrated in that way. And so I'm thankful for that, right? So I can speak on these things in, in ways that another 40-year-old coach might and another 30-year-old coach may do a better job than myself. You don't know, okay? But I'm, I'm, what I'm, where I'm at now is that what I'm getting at is when you go back and you coach again, what you learn is you, you have to learn how to put information in other people's brains. So what do you have to learn? You have to learn their brain. Every person is different. Oh. So you have to learn all the different learning styles. Thank God my bachelor's was in physical educa- education. So they taught us at Azusa Pacific University the different learning styles. There's different opinions on that. Like there's three, there's four, there's seven, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You need to learn them. So you can communicate to the individual mind, and then you have to you have to learn more about the position, so you can begin to communicate specific skill specifics at the position. If you're infielder, pitcher, hitter, I mean, you know, uh, all those kind of things. You know, so it's like you know, so it, when you work with general fitness people, usually it's you're not teaching them how to freaking you know hit the curveball or field the grounder, right, or get underneath the fly ball. That kind, you're not teaching them that kind of stuff. What you're teaching them is everything that has that has damaged them and you're trying to reverse it in their life through culture mom and dad uh grandpa other coaches you know i got beat yeah. up by i got beat up by some coaches you had to go through the process of learning why that's not good so you don't treat other players like that nobody's perfect i'm sure i've heard co- players myself you know when i was a younger coach when you're more of just you know just kind of a more of a maniac less 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 in tuned with these things yeah. Okay, as you get older that's why usually older coaches not all the time but they're a little if you refer to them as being calmer but boy, when you when they got it, they know exactly how to step it up emotionally yeah. and drop the you know uh, drop the hammer, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're working with fitness people, you don't drop the hammer on them like you do athletes on the field. Individual coaching is far different than team dynamic. Yeah. Okay, when you're on the field, that you are more of a general. In the in the in the individual environment, you're more of an educator. Okay, it's different. Okay, because you're te- you're teaching an individual person skills. It doesn't mean you don't coach their mind. You still do that. Um, but or the, and their heart, okay, as well, and then you teach them to apply that to their game circumstances. Now, with the fitness people or business, when I help people with grow businesses and stuff, it is you're teaching them how to apply these things to decision making with money. And that is a totally different thing. Now, we all know that as moms and dads or, um, you know, business owners or just let's say, you know, you got a family, go to work, you got to have your own house budget in there. It's all the same. You know, I want this new car or all these kind of things or I want to lose this weight so bad right now. And I will straight up ask them, you know, why? And I, the, how I do that is I find, like we talked about the other yeah. day, Doc yeah. could describe it as your why. It's your primary source of motivation. Mm-hmm. And I ask the young kids that too, because when they when they get tired, when I have to condition them, 
so they can perform at the level they need to based on their opponent and hopefully higher. When they get tired, they have to have a source that they pull from that is their primary source of motivation that's going to keep them going. And for a lot of them, it's a wannabe professional baseball player. Why? Because so cool. Right? Yeah. So cool, man. And then I'll Go probe... in the freezer. You'll be cold. <laughs> so I'll probe them further. I ain't going to do that right now. That's when you get into the heart and the mind of the individual. And as coach, people also open up to you. It's yeah. part of being coach. Yeah. Trainer, it's no different. You know, sure, Doc, you deal with the tube, deal with the body. The emotional it's, you know, side, yeah. It's, it is. It's in there. And after the emotion, the thought, then you get into the heart. Or sometimes it's vice versa. And so that's when you really find out they're trying to do what they want to do be, because they're afraid of this not happening. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of not of not feeling my life as a success. I'm not as pretty as my sister. I'm not as skinny as my brother. Yeah. You know, I don't have as nice car as my neighbor, right? I don't throw as fast as Tommy does. Okay. Yeah. So Tommy's girlfriend's prettier. Whatever. Okay. They're That's not always the case yeah. in his mind, maybe. But we're yeah. all different with that. These are just things that you but do. But that's that's our truth. That's what they believe. So how do you change your perception yeah. over time? You, that's the biggest thing. So then you get that's this is when the wisdom comes in. Wisdom yeah. is this the the we're kind of bringing everything exactly. here down into we got it all together now in wisdom. The application of everything we've talked about, right? You have to analyze uh, really where you are in, in your being, in your mind, and why you think the way you do, why you love the way you do in your heart or don't, mm -hmm. okay? Why you look the way you look in your body and where you're at spiritually. And like I say, every time that's a personal decision on whether you believe that's a component of a human being or not, Yeah. okay? So, uh, but I will say this, of the people that I, my experience working with who uh, choose not to uh, in, enhance the spiritual component, component of what I believe is part of the makeup of a human being, they generally have more anguish in their mm -hmm. life. Okay, that's uh, I'll leave it at that. This is your this is experience. That's my experience. Know, yeah. Eighteen years coach. Yeah. Okay, that kind of thing. Okay, so that's my opinion on that. That's it. Right now, what are we going to do? How do we take all this? And what are we going to do? All right. So to take everything you've learned, you need to analyze. Uh, and I'm sorry to repeat myself. You need to analyze your heart. Your, your, and your mind. Let's use those two, your heart and your mind, okay? And you want to go through and you need to ask yourself, what are my primary motivations in my life, okay, for enhancing the peace of my mind and the love of my heart? Now, you can go uh, into far greater detail with those two things, but I'm going to leave it at that. Peace of mind, okay, and the love in your heart. Now, if you, peace of mind would be, well, if my finances were just this much better, then my son could be on this team and he would get this scholarship. Well, you know what? It's not. Okay, that's not the way yeah. it is, you know? But they're like, but you know what? We're going to start with you, coach. And we, need, we feel like right now we need to improve. He needs to get faster and stronger and he needs to throw the ball faster. And I'll, and that's usually, I mean, that's true. I agree with you. That would help his, his possibility of progress in baseball, okay? Uh, but then I'll ask them, you know, how's he doing with his scholastics? Yeah. Oh, he's doing good, right? Okay. How's he doing with his social relationships? Well, you know, he's he he um, he he he's likes to relax. He's alone. He he likes yeah. to be by himself. Introvert. Well, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right, like that. Then you know, that's it. And then you talk to the player. 
okay? Why, you know, you don't let them know that mom and dad talk to you about that sometimes, other times you do, you know? And again, this is coaching stuff. If you don't know the side of coaching, then, you know, it's, it's, it's my opinion, it's good coaching, and it requires trust. And there's a line there as a coach you know that you do and you don't do. You're not their dad or mom, yeah. right? You're their coach, so you, need, you try to help them. Okay, and it's no different with fitness clients, or it's all inside there, man. And if you're trying to, if you're trying to make a bunch of money, you really need to ask yourself, what is the heart and reason for that? Okay, um, and 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 how and what? Why is it that you have this desire to make a lot of money? Okay, I mean that's those are my opinions on that. So I hope this uh, helps you guys again analyze what uh, analyze where you at in the piece in the piece of your mind okay and the love in your heart not having peace of mind but where are you at in your in in your mental peace and remember your thoughts are connected to your emotions excuse me your emotions okay and your heart is connected to your mind so if your heart okay truly is not the center or primary focus of your development then everything there else that branches out from side of that, your body and your mind, okay, will not bring you what I believe it otherwise could have in your existence. And that's 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 that. So I hope uh, if you have goals, regardless of what they are, man, yes, this, this freaking this stuff is fantastic. Am I, am I personal life? Apply whatever. it, apply yeah. it. You know, I wish I knew this stuff to the degree I know it today, a year ago. But thank God that we keep I keep going because my life keeps altering and you continue to learn. But the awareness of these things, it allows for that. If your sole focus is one thing, like let's say the dollar, okay, or let's say your biceps, or yeah. let's say your fastball, uh, or your girlfriend, or um, whatever, Social right? status. Okay, whatever. you know, those kind of things. Yeah. You know, we're talking more about life here than just uh, yeah. just the body. But if it is those things, then in you're missing out on the, um, the complete entity of, of yourself, then you know your life is it's gonna lack and when and so you'll try to fill it with other things like being really uh you know like let's say like having a very very low percentage according to our culture of body fat yeah as far as your accumulation so uh focused on that but we we don't exercise our heart over here so out externally um and maybe in our physicality, you know, we move ourselves well and we like how our, our appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, inside uh, is uh, inside of the heart and of the mind in those areas. Um, it's, it's not getting attended to as much. So the developmental rate in comparison to your physical self is uh, it's not at the same uh, rate. And so because of that, the, there's not balance in your development. When I learned about the body, um, you know, I, making really understanding how the balance of ourself in strength and in movement quality is far more important uh, than, um, than, than muscular strength in itself. If your body, you had to learn is, that, though. That's correct. If your body is in greater harmony and balance with itself internally and externally, and by that I'm, I'm, we're just going to say for the sake of this presentation, your movements... Okay? When you move, when your body, your joints are good at stabilizing, they're flexible, they're strong, um, then the quality of movement that occurs from them will be higher. 
when your quality of movement occurs is 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 more efficient based on your individual uh, current state in in your uh, development as well as your your um, genetic um, giftedness let's say then then your um, your experience of your physical self will be to um, greater enjoyment, I would say, that kind of thing. And it's no different inside of your mind or your heart. That's why there's psychologists, yeah. sports psychologists, those guys, uh, you know, they do amazing things, family therapists, you know. All those people are, are so valuable uh, because they have expertise in that area. So if you're not an expertise uh, or expert, excuse me, in the, each one of these areas, which, um, you know, I'd say there's very few people that really are like that, then I think that, you know, you should uh, be humble enough to seek that out and, and um, have the um, gratefulness to further develop it uh, in your life. And again, we're back right here at the heart with these two things. So Good. hope that works for you guys. You know, I really enjoyed that today. Thanks for yeah, having me. No, no. Well, and one thing is it's almost, let me grab this real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is my two cents in this thing too is, is uh, Derek does a great job from my perspective sitting there for the last half hour or so is to where being a coach, and coach, I'm going to put a coach over here, uh, if I could spell it would be awesome too, <laughs> coach, okay, allows you over, you're over wisdom, going from wisdom, I'm going to put time in there, time, allows you to see actually exactly over time the experience to actually, then from experience, and then teach here teach to allow you to actually implement and now act upon all of this then you become a true i want to call it a true mentor for athletes as a coach or a consultant business consultant too because then you've taken all your information here and used it on people to relearn okay with well, this person i have to talk this way this person person I have to talk this way now over time then you've actually had a time to become an ex, um, a competent coach, because there's mm -hmm. coaches out there everywhere, that allows you to now use your experience and your emotional balance, per se, mm -hmm. to make a good athlete a good person. The, when, I, when I hear coaches, for example, in basketball, because I was into for a long time a while back, and coaches that are going to retire, or coach been in for a long time, Krzyzewski just retired from Duke, mm -hmm. a lot of it is the players come back and go, yeah, he made me a good player, but made me a better man. He made me a better person beyond college when they come back and talk. They made me someone that understood I didn't have humility. He taught me, you know, he brought the hammer down and said, look, you've got to be humble to understand I'm here to help you. And with your players, you're not a good teammate. So it made them understand exactly what they were lacking, got them these different things. At that point, brought them as a coach, as Derek does with his clients, to learn, to learn exactly how to come back and make this a full circle for themselves too after they became a good athlete and then from then a good person and then from a good fan member and, and so on and so on. So that's my two cents. I think Derek does a good job here because he understands these things and helps his clients not only with the physicality as we talked in previous talks about, but also the mindset and how to understand the mind and heart combination, breaking it down for you today mm -hmm. and for his clients over a period of a lot, a lot of time if they're 10, 12, 6, or 60, so understand where they're lacking, get that lack, so their health, their mindset, and their physicality gets a higher state versus where they are presently. So that's, that's cool. my two cents there. Yeah, thanks, Doug. I of think course, that, the, next time, the next thing I'd like to Dude. talk about 
would uh, well, I like it to be determined upon your yeah. guys's feedback Good. you know so let me know what you'd like me to talk mm -hmm. about based on these two categories I'll go all in on fitness and and uh, mm -hmm. nutrition uh, fat loss anything pertaining to fitness sport performance and rehab or I'll talk briefly about all three that's one option Good. the other one would be is I'll tell you how to accelerate the speed of achieving your goals Good. So good, either good. one of those two things, because we all want things to be as fast as possible, because nobody likes to wait. And at, sorry, Tony. Patience. And at no times, patience. at no times, patience. No patience. there it, there are seasons, <laughs> though I believe, where it is fast, right? Yes. And you during those seasons, there's things that you learn that mm -hmm. aided in that. And I believe I have a solution that I think would help everybody out there. So we talk about how to accelerate the rate of your goal achievement. And one thing is, too, by my watchers today, Ron and Jay uh, Jeffries, it's a lot of pleasure with Ron, too. He used to coach me when I was in basketball and baseball when I was a kid. Oh. Still coaches his kids with it, and he was a phenomenal coach. And he had a lot of this stuff already in his head. I don't know. He's probably born with it. I'm not sure. <laughs> a bird thing or something. So thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Good. Thanks, Ron. Right. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure to be here. Got it, guys.